This is the Get Fit Babe podcast, a space for women to come connect, get inspired, and find guidance to get fit in all facets of life, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. I just want to help you guys start living the Get Fit Babe lifestyle with a fire in your soul. I'm Cody Talley, founder of Get Fit Babe. I'm a fitness coach, holistic health freak, real estate professional, and social media marketer who is right there with you trying to figure out how to live the most abundant, free-spirited lifestyle possible. And I've met some pretty cool people along the way that I cannot wait to introduce you to. From life coaches, fitness competitors, acupuncturists, chiropractors, the list goes on. I have the most inspiring minds lined up to speak their truth. Let's do this. I am so excited for this podcast to come out, you guys. Lacey Megan is one of my closest friends. She and I became friends on Instagram of all places. We have been virtual friends for a little over two years now, and I've had the opportunity to watch her grow so much, but she is one of my favorite human beings just because she is so genuine. She's so confident. She puts everything she has into helping other people and there's no stopping her. She is determined and I can't wait to hear how that confidence radiates out of her, how she learned to live this way and what she has to say to you guys for tips and tricks on how you can live out your life and your career that way as well. So Lacey Megan is a nurse. She's a registered nurse with a bachelor's of science in nursing. She has her Instagram platform at Lacey Megan, where she is a nurse coach and a virtual nurse mentor. She's got weekly newsletters. She's got an empowered nurse guide out there for you guys. Just so many cool goodies. And I know for a fact, so much more to come. So if you're not following her already at Lacey Megan on Instagram, all you nurses better go follow her. She is absolutely incredible and will speak truth into your life and into your career. But here we go. Lacey, lay it on us. First of all, I just have to say thank you so freaking much for having me on. And it really is so like full circle to see how far we both have come since we've met. And it's really cool to see all of the plates that you're juggling right now and all of the amazing things that you're doing and following your dreams. So all of the people listening to this podcast, you're in the right place because Cody is literally amazing. Like I watch her Instagram stories and I'm like, what the (laughs) heck is she doing now? Like she just finds something that she enjoys and goes for it. And that's something that I think all of us can you know, emulate in our own lives and should emulate. So oh my gosh. thank you so much for, for <laughs> Thank you. And it's on. funny. It just kind of made me, I don't know why I've been so emotional lately, but it just kind of made me teary eyed because like it goes straight with this question, like where you started, because you and I would talk on the phone for 30, 45 minutes, just like this last fall. And we're like, I don't know. We, we didn't have it figured out. We're like, I have no idea where my life is going. And we had such an awkward phase together in our careers that we literally had no clue and to see how far both of us have come since even last fall is insane yeah definitely definitely so um to share a little bit of my story and where I started so when I was 21 I graduated from my first 
college degree in um, Virginia, and I decided to move to New Jersey to teach in an inner city school for two years. And when I did that, I became extremely anxious, extremely depressed, um, really like ill mentally. And a huge part of it was because I was misaligned with like my life. And I think we can both kind of resonate with that. You just don't feel good when you are not aligned with what the universe wants you to be doing. Um, and so I decided to go into nursing because my first degree was in biology and chemistry and I love science. I love learning about the human body. And I decided to go into, into the, the world of healthcare. And um, it's evolved so much since then. So when I was going through nursing school, I actually decided to get into business through multi-level marketing. And that is how Cody and I met um, through Beachbody. And a big reason for doing that is because I was super passionate about helping people with their health and fitness, as is Cody. And she's since doing so many amazing things for people with that. But I realized as I was, you know, experiencing this health and fitness world and talking to people within nursing, there was another shift that was happening within myself. And that is why I've since stopped doing Beachbody and multi-level marketing and decided to start working with nurses and nursing students on empowerment and confidence building. So I moved to New Jersey, went to school in New Jersey for nursing after I finished two years of teaching. And then since then, I still am a nurse. Um, I work per diem or PRN on a cardiac unit and on the side, which I don't really consider it on the side. I kind of consider it my full-time job. I mentor new grad nurses and nursing students um, and a couple other little things as well. But that's kind of my story and where I'm at right now. The key things that you kind of said in there was like you identified that you were feeling misaligned. And a lot of people our age, not even just women, like they don't try and identify where their anxiety is coming from, why they feel depressed, why they, they feel the way that they feel. And what you did is you identified that you were feeling misaligned because you weren't doing what you wanted to do with your career. And then you said the word shift. And to me, like my life is a constant cycle of feeling misaligned and shifting. And when right. it came to like Beachbody and MLMs for us and running our businesses that way, like we used that platform and it served us well for that phase in our life. But then we ended up feeling misaligned. And so we shifted. And yeah, and I think that's for, you know, every young entrepreneur or anybody who is starting out their career, just you're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to feel misaligned and it's going to be a series of shifts. So um, that was really cool that you kind of threw that in there without really knowing that that will resonate with a lot of people in terms of um, where your anxiety stemmed from and all of that. So what does the empowered nurse mean to you? Because I know this is like your baby. Yes, it is. So I actually spent a lot of time kind of thinking about this, especially when I first created it, because <clears throat> as many of your followers, I think. I'm assuming many of them are people that are interested in building their own brand or their own business. Sometimes the very first step can be so challenging in determining like, what is it that I actually want to be my mission? What do I actually want to help people with? And for me, it was simply putting myself out there and realizing, oh my gosh, 
this is where the need is. This is what people actually need, even though they may not be saying this to me. It's what I'm perceiving the need is. And so far, it's been it's been right. Um, and so when I think of somebody that is an empowered nurse or someone that's empowered in healthcare in general as a professional, it means that they're really taking the wheel of their career and they're becoming super confident not only in their practice and developing their own unique art within the skill of nursing, but it also means that they're aware of their own strengths, their own downfalls, and their own ambitions. And what I mean by that is Somebody who's confident and empowered is able to say, like, I am really good at doing X, Y, and Z. I need to work on doing these things, and my goals are this. And if you're not feeling confident, if you're not feeling empowered, none of those things come to fruition for you. None of those things are at the top of mind for you. And so the empowered nurse was kind of born through that, born through the idea that I was seeing so many I would say relatively new nurses in their first year to about five years of nursing, and even within nursing school, who had the capability of crushing it, who had the capability of being thought leaders within healthcare, but were leaving the field because of lack of empowerment and lack of confidence, and they just needed a little bit more support. And so through that, uh, I thought about some of the things that I've done within nursing and within nursing school that have really empowered me to become really confident and strong, even in the times that are hardest throughout nursing. And how can I use those tools to help other people? And that's how the Empowered Nurse was born. And that's really what it means to me is that you can take control of your healthcare and your lifestyle um, or healthcare like career and your lifestyle all at the same time and just be really confident and empowered. Wow, that is so incredible. I just got goosebumps. So when you're talking to one of these women on your mentorship call, what is like a theme that you see in terms of limiting beliefs, excuses, um, complaints, or things that are holding them back from actually being empowered? Yeah, so it's pretty simple, actually. And people are going to be like, oh, well, duh. Um, Literally, the most common thing that I hear from people is I am not confident and I don't know what I'm doing. And that statement always, to me, like it kind of hurts me a little bit. Like I'm like, every time I hear someone say that it's like a blow in the chest because first of all, I don't think they're realizing their own Mm -hmm. power, but they don't realize that (laughs) it's kind of a narcissistic way to think. Of course you're not confident. Of course you don't feel like you know what you're doing right away, especially in healthcare or anything new that you're starting. Like we didn't know when we started doing Beachbody, we had no idea what we were doing. We didn't know anything about business. And so I think we, and it's hard because online and on social media, we portray that we have it all figured out and we know what's going on. And we don't, the Mm -hmm. truth is we're learning every single day. And so I think, my advice to them and what I tell them most of the time is that nobody feels like they know what they're doing when they first start out. And number one, we need to stop telling ourselves that we have literally no idea because that's just not true. You do, you, you can be resourceful. You know how to look stuff up. You know, you went to, especially for those of you that are in nursing, you went to school for this. Like you have a basis of understanding. And I'm a true believer that God, the universe, higher power, whatever you believe in, doesn't put you in a place that you're not meant to learn in, doesn't put you in a situation that you aren't meant to be in. So if you weren't meant to be there, then you wouldn't be there. 
And so take that for what it is. And then second of all, if we all started out confident, we literally would never grow as people. So we need to use that lack of confidence as a tool, you know, to say, I don't know what I'm doing right now, but I'm going to grow in this moment and I'm going to figure it out. Right. No, that's a good point is confidence and growth kind of go hand in hand. I know that um, for both you and I, something sort of of a theme in our life has been like growth never happens inside your comfort zone. I know we both love that quote and we say like, when you get uncomfortable, you start to grow and experience new things in your life moves forward. And it rings true for me. It's like when I'm feeling uncomfortable, that means that I'm not 100% confident in whatever it is that I'm doing, but I go into it with the confidence that I've sort of grown from all the levels before that. And you're never going to know 100% like if what you're doing in the moment is right for you. Like I thought I was going to be a labor and delivery nurse and I'm a cardiac care nurse and freaking love it. But if I had limited myself, I never would have applied to that job and Right. Yeah. It's saying yes to opportunities and seeing those shifts and sort of making them. And that's where when you say, you know, a lot of times it looks like we have our shit together essentially on social media or for a lot of people who we listen to on podcasts, it's really easy to put them on a pedestal and think that they have it all figured out. And this was actually um, one of the topics in my notes that I wanted to share with you this morning, um, I just added it. So it wasn't even in kind of your outline of questions I wanted to ask. So it's so cool that you brought it up because we don't have it figured out. And I think that kind of right. sets us apart is because we actually share with you guys that we don't have it figured out. Like I am terrible at time management. I'm terrible at having a schedule, but I am figuring it out and I'm trying to make shifts and see, you know, what works for me. So the question that I would have for you to sort of humanize yourself a little bit, because I even look at you as a superstar. I'm like, wow, Lacey has such a crazy, busy schedule. She's cooking a baby. She has all these spinning plates. (laughs) She is doing so much. And I like strive to to not be like you, but to have that structure like you have. But what's one thing that you are currently working on on or overcoming um, in terms of your own limits, your confidence, or the phase that you're in right now? I love, love, love this question because this is the part that we don't mm-hmm. show people. This is the part that um, – and there's, there's good reason for it because we want to post things on social media that are empowering and inspiring and sometimes – Seeing this is not so much that, but I'm going to share with you um, something that's pretty, I I wouldn't say it's like dark, but it's a, it's something I just don't share. Um, My apartment is a hot (laughs) mess. So this is what happens to me because I have, you know, the nursing job and a mentorship and I have all these other things that take priority in my life, like my bedroom, my laundry, my kitchen, my bathroom, those things are so messy. And I'm in the past like two months, one of the things I've been working on is really getting super organized and simplifying my life in those places. Um, because I know that you become your mm-hmm. environment, but that has probably been the most consistent thing that I struggle with is that I take priority of serving others and helping my business before I always serve myself and not always, but sometimes I do this. And that's like the biggest, my biggest hurdle that I'm constantly working on is no, you need to clean your closet first. You need to do your laundry first. 
before you sit down and email those 10 people that you need to get back to you or before you hop on that mentorship call. And it always does make me feel so much better. But that's something I have to constantly work on is, you know what, it's not okay that there's still dirty dishes in my kitchen from yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, I am not perfect. I, you know, that is one area of my life that is not balanced. And it's not okay, but it's something that I'm constantly like working on and I'm not beating myself up. That last point I was just going to say, you're like reading my mind today from like, from states away. (laughs) You're giving yourself grace through it. So you know what you need to work on, you know what your strengths and weaknesses are, and you give yourself grace through that process. So I think that's what a lot of people need to give themselves permission to do. A lot of moms, a lot of people with such busy schedules. It's like when they don't get through the entire to-do list, they beat themselves up or they feel really guilty. And I'm, I'm guilty of that too. Like yesterday didn't go as planned. And I felt almost a pit in my stomach because I had so much more to do when the day was over. But I was like, you know what? Like technology was against me yesterday and it was, it just felt so um, forced. And I, had a glass of wine and I watched the basketball game and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start fresh tomorrow. I gave myself grace. So I give you permission to give yourself permission to give yourself grace on your messy, messy home. So (laughs) (laughs) if someone were to want to get started in something similar that you're doing or just nursing in general, what advice would you give yourself three years ago when you're speaking to you or them, um, in terms of like, you know, where they're starting, you've been there. What one thing would you tell them? So I thought about a lot about this question, um, and where I was at before I started nursing and even throughout the process. And I was constantly, and I see this so often with the people that I'm mentoring, I was constantly in a state of worry instead of a state of like giving over that worry to a higher, a higher power or knowing that that, that worry didn't need to be a worry. It was something that absolutely would get taken care of. So three years ago, I would have told myself, to not worry so freaking much about every single step that I was taking. I was worried that I wasn't going to get into nursing school. And then I was worried that I wouldn't pass my classes. And then I was worried I wasn't going to pass boards. And then I was worried I wasn't going to find a job. And sometimes the worry really took over my life. It made me super anxious. And all of these emotions that I didn't have to feel if I had just maybe meditated on it or done a little bit more of like positive affirmations or given it up to God or the universe. And I talk a lot about that just in my life in general now, because I, I became a more peaceful person when I realized that there was something bigger than me out there that was helping me through whatever it is I'm going through. And so that's one of my biggest pieces of advice that I would give to anybody, regardless of their nursing journey, even if they're not a nurse, is that whatever you're worried about right now, there is a plan for you. And as long as you are a good person and you're putting in action, there is no need to worry of anxiety or, you know, of just not being able to get things done. That is incredible. Just have faith, trust the process, know that it's going to turn out how it's supposed to turn out, regardless of if you're anxiety ridden about it or not. Like, and that was a huge realization for me a couple years ago too. It's like, I am super anxious about something that hasn't even happened yet. It's like being anxious over Mm -hmm. 
nothing. It's right. When you sit back and think about it, it's like, wait, why am I wasting so much energy on what could happen when I could take that energy and put it into making it happen? Exactly. Exactly. So what is the biggest tool in your tool belt that you have in handling all of the spinning plates that you have going on? Oh, so this is something that you talked a little bit about before, but um, for me, it's really been planning. Um, I'm not the most amazing planner in the world, and I don't think that you necessarily need to be. And I think sometimes we read a book about planning or we see how somebody else is planning and we're like, oh my God, I don't do it that way. I'm wrong. And one of the things that I've learned over the past three years that I've been busy in business and in nursing is that planning for me and planning for you are going to look totally different. And that's okay as long as we're getting our shit done. So um, the biggest thing for me was to determine the type of planning person I am. And I had to do that through trial and error. So I tried planning through a pretty complicated planner. I tried planning through um, like apps that I thought would help me. And what ended up working the best for me, number one, I'm, a, I'm definitely a list person. I like the satisfaction of marking something off my to-do list. So I write down a to-do list in my Empower 90 journal every single day. Um, and then I also plan in my digital like iCalendar I um, every week. And those two things have really kept me sane, I would say, through all of the different things that I have going on because I can see my week and my month at a distance. And then I can also see my daily to-do list and what I need to get done for that day. And you know what? Sometimes it's three things on the list. Sometimes it's 20 things on the list, but that's how I function best. So with that schedule that you have, what are some healthy habits that you incorporate in there that you think would attribute to how you're able to handle so much? You talked about meditating Um, a little bit. Yeah. So I use an app called Calm uh, pretty regularly. I would say probably three to four times a week. And I meditate in the morning. And I say three to four times a week because those of you who are nurses, you know that when you work a 12 to 14 hour shift, meditation, yoga, all of those things may not actually happen that day. And so give yourself grace on that. Um, And I do. So three to four times a week at minimum, I meditate for 10 minutes. and I always, every day, write down what I'm grateful for. And that is something that keeps me in a state of humility and constantly remembering that no no matter how horrible the day goes or how great the day goes, I have something to be grateful for. And I have, you know, even if it's just the air that I'm breathing, um, I, I have something to be grateful for. And living in that state honestly makes you a better person. It makes you feel better. It makes you better for other people. So those are two things that I, that I do pretty regularly other than like exercise and try to eat as well as I can. I would say those are two things that, that I think make the difference. So putting myself in the mind of a nurse that works those 12 to 14 hour shifts, when they think about exercising, eating healthy, meditating, and having, you know, a side hustle. Like they are probably mind blown by the amount of energy that you have, by the motivation that you have to actually do that because 
like for most people, they would want to go home and sleep and just like veg out and turn off their brain after that long of a shift. Most of them, you know, might be rotating night shifts and you are struggling with lack of sleep, this, that, and the other. So sort of a twofold question is how you stay motivated and energized to actually leave work. You have a routine where you, if you're doing the night shift, you have your blackout curtains, your eye mask, your noise canceling, um, fan and your essential oils and all that. And you get in that sleep. But when you wake up, it's like you're turned on to your next full-time job. And for most people that would seem like crazy and intimidating and something that they just can't conjure up the motivation to do. So what would you say in speaking to that person? Um, so a couple things. Number one, I think what you talked about earlier with giving yourself grace is so necessary, especially if you're somebody who's just switching to night shift um, or had a particularly challenging shift because it does, even for me, you will see, I will not post on Instagram or on any of my social media for up to 24 hours. Sometimes, sometimes a little bit longer, depending on what happens during my shift, because I'm giving myself that time to sit in Mm -hmm. it. Um, and to like go through those emotions because we work an extremely emotional job. So I think number one, giving yourself grace, um, to know that you don't always have to be on, but the number one thing that's kept me in this space of, oh my gosh, I had a hard shift yesterday. I was exhausted last night. I slept eight hours. And now instead of sitting down and watching TV or going shopping or, you know, doing all of those things that I know a lot of nurses do on their day off. The thing that keeps me going and keeps me excited about, about doing business and turning on my other full-time job is my passion for it. So I have found something that lights me up. I don't feel like I'm working. I feel like I'm making a difference and I'm so fulfilled when I'm doing it. And so if you're somebody that's looking into doing something on the side, looking into doing business or mentorship or creating a product or whatever it is, find something that lights you up. Because when you wake up in the morning, instead of saying like, oh my gosh, all I want to do is watch TV, you're going to say, oh my gosh, I want to get to my to-do list and figure out my next steps Mm -hmm. on this journey that I'm on. And when you get there, when you get to that point, you'll Mm -hmm. know because you don't even care about vegging out on TV. Like the TV doesn't exist, you know? And I think for both of us, like it's so easy to be, we're sort of in this entrepreneur, in this business world where we are so lit up and we are so passionate and purposeful. And we know that we have this mission and we're speaking to the need of our audience. But for some people, like that's not their, their mission. That's not their purpose. And like, it is okay to have a nine to five and to live a life outside the entrepreneur lifestyle. But I was talking to one of my friends who does have a nine to five. She loves her job, but she was talking about how she needs more. And I truly think that is the source of a lot of unhappiness today is that people just live for their jobs and they go home after their job and they, you know, essentially turn off or they watch TV or they don't right. have something else. And so it doesn't have to be a side hustle is what I'm getting at. It doesn't have to be business. It can be, you know, a club. It can be a weekly 
book club or just something out in your community, volunteering, doing something as a hobby doesn't have to be a hustle, but doing something outside of your career that lights you up, volunteering at the local library, um, going to your kid's school, volunteering there, like just doing something that lights you up outside of your nine to five job. Yeah, I would completely agree with that. Um, I feel like you have to find what makes you excited and passionate, not only about your job, right? Because in order to to love your job and feel great about your job, you have to be passionate about it to some extent, but also to find like who you are. Mm-hmm. Are you an artist and you love to paint, but that is not your nine to five? Well, then maybe you do that, you know, three times a week or you take classes for photography or you do whatever it is that makes you really excited to just be alive. And I think it's really important that you said that because if you aren't finding those things, that's when you feel like you're Mm -hmm. misaligned with whatever it is you have going on. That's when the anxiety creeps in and the depression. Mm -hmm. You don't have that thing that fuels you. I think we're both pretty lucky because our hobbies are our side. And so we don't feel like we have to add anything else on. And you know, for some people, they don't need a side. So it's just up to you. you And I would even switch the word lucky from lucky to, I mean, not even, we're not lucky. We're not blessed in that sense. Like we've kind of made those shifts and noticed the misalignment and worked really hard to figure it out. And a lot of people don't work to figure it out. Like they just settle with the contentment. And we're here to say like, if you're in your nine to five, maybe you do love your job, but you're just not fulfilled. There are things outside of your job, especially this day and age with the internet. Like you can literally do anything. I was talking to one of my friends, um, friends who was visiting last night and he literally like has found a passion in buying shoes that hit the market in Adidas and he will resell them on eBay and he'll make a profit. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me all about these shoes that he's selling and buying. And this is just his side thing. Like he is going to med school to be a surgeon and he's on the side selling these shoes and he was like showing me like the shoes he just sold for pride month and my friend goes yeah cody he's actually like really passionate about this it's like that's so (laughs) cool though because like that's just some side hobby that he does like instead of playing video games he has found a passion in like getting people the shoes that are you know just hitting the market and selling out so it's just (laughs) one random example of what you can do with the internet and finding fulfillment in yourself outside of uh, your career. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I uh, actually, real quick before we move on, I have a friend in a completely different sense that he is an extremely um, successful banker on Wall Street. And um, he recently started taking up hiking and he found these groups of people that hike all over the US. And so that is his side thing. Every single weekend, he's hiking somewhere. And like, that's what he loves to do now. And he didn't know that he loved that until he randomly like saw a friend doing it. And he was like, okay, I'm doing this. And now he knows like all of the best hiking places around here. And it's, it's really cool to see what people do when they just plug into Mm -hmm. something. Yeah. And even on the reverse, it's like that could become his full-time position. And I think that's sort of what we've done is we've worked the things that maybe don't necessarily align directly with our 
main purpose and goal. I know for me, I've had so many jobs that I absolutely dreaded going to, but I went into it with the intention of building what I wanted in the long term in my career. So you never know, like maybe he loves his job on Wall Street, but maybe that's going to shift to, you know, hiking and all that being his full time career, like that can always turn into that too. So um, going right. back to confidence, because we do have a little bit of time, um, can you dive into what it would look like if you're on a call with a girl and you're helping her with the steps to become more confident? What would you tell her? So it really, it depends on who the person is and what it is they're struggling with. So if somebody is not confident about the choices that they're making, um, So a lot of what I get is people that are saying, I'm not sure if I should apply to this job or that job. So confidence is kind of a funny thing because I feel like we say that we're lacking confidence when really we're lacking control um, over the situation. So people aren't confident that that's the job they're going to love. And really they feel like they just don't have control over whether or not they're going to be able to get that job, do well in that job and enjoy that job. And especially within nursing in your first couple of years, I would say if you're in that place where you're like, I'm not sure, I'm not confident if I'm going to, um, you know, make the right decision or if I'm going to go into the right career field within healthcare, I would say you need the experience and kind of like what we were just talking about go in there with an open heart, with an open mind and try it out. And you are going to gain your confidence in what you don't like versus what you do like or what you love and what you hate. And so don't look at confidence as just this like super positive thing. I hated teaching and I became confident that I didn't like teaching. So um, I think taking the chances are is what's going to make you more confident. And I say the same thing, even if you're working on the unit and you're not confident about running a code, well, you will never become confident if you don't put yourself in that situation and get uncomfortable. So it's like kind of the same theme theme of what Mm -hmm. we've been talking about. Um, It definitely varies on the situation that the person is not feeling confident about, but a huge part of it is getting uncomfortable and learning to be okay with being uncomfortable comfortable so that you can become confident in those situations and in those things that you're going through. So in those situations, um, like the word that comes to mind is just like intimidation. Like when you go into a situation where you're not confident, where maybe you're coding and you don't know exactly how to do it or what to do, you're intimidated by that situation. Or maybe you're intimidated working alongside another doctor or practitioner what are some things that you bring into that situation mentally, emotionally, um, that help you sort of not fake it till you make it, but like strive to reach that level of confidence when you're feeling intimidated? Absolutely. So be okay with not knowing everything. The number one mistake I see from non-confident people is they try to know everything, especially in nursing. And I will always forever for the rest of my life say that the most dangerous person in anything is somebody who thinks they know everything. And that that's uh, my number one thing. When I go into a code situation, number one, no matter how many times in a code for people who don't know, 
is when somebody goes into cardiac arrest or respiratory distress, which means that we need to get a rapid response team or a code, code blue is what they call it in like the movies and the shows. We need to get a team in there, ASAP, you might have to start CPR um, and doing chest compressions. And those are usually the most high stress situations for a nurse that works on the, on the floor. Every single code, I've been in, I would say over 15 code situations. Every single one has been different. And every single one I've had to learn. And as the nurse, it can be extremely intimidating. And this is where I find most nurses are like terrified because you're the point person. You're the person that's supposed to know your patient the best. So the physicians are coming in and the physicians for the code team aren't the same as the physicians that are seeing that patient every single day. So they're going to be asking you, why is this patient here? What are their labs? Tell me their story. What's going on? What did you walk into? And being okay with taking a breath, just like in an interview, while you do have to answer quickly, you don't have to just spew things out. You can take a breath and say, okay, let me pull up the chart. Let me look at my notes. Let me think about this for five to 10 seconds before I start saying the things that I'm saying. And so I think um, just giving yourself grace again is so freaking important in these situations. Give yourself grace, go into it with the mindset of you're not going to know everything. Like it's okay to not know and to not be right. I think one of the most powerful things that someone can acquire is just the ability to say, you know what, you're right. And I was wrong. Or, you know, I don't know. I don't know the answers to that, but let me go and figure it out. And for a lot of us, like we have that internal conflict because we want to know, we want to be right. We want to have the answers and the solutions. And, um, there's so much power behind not knowing and admitting that. And then that's where you intentionally realize, okay, this is an area of growth that I have. This is something that I need to learn. But if you're constantly like faking it and telling yourself that it's not okay to not know, then you're never going to give yourself that space to know and to grow in it. Right. Absolutely. And I think having that humility Mm -hmm. and knowing that in almost all situations, you have resources. So are you a resourceful Mm -hmm. person? And that's something that you maybe need to work on instead of saying, my resource is a book. Well, maybe your resource should be another person. Um, And that's one of the things I would say definitely within nursing, you're never alone. You can always turn to somebody and say, I'm not sure. Have you ever dealt with this before? Can you help me? And that makes you an amazing person healthcare professional. Coachable, teachable. Yes. Yes. So go into those intimidating situations with um, the mindset that it's okay not to know. It's okay to take a breath. Like something that I do when I'm feeling super anxious in situations is I breathe and I have a mantra that I say to myself every single time. Like even if it's something as silly as going on a date that I'm nervous for, I will tell myself my positive affirmations. Like you are capable, you are worthy, you've got this, God's got you. And mm-hmm. I, I breathe. I literally just focus on breathing sometimes. So switching gears a little bit. Um, so the last few things that I have that I wanted to talk to you about is how are you – preparing for Zane. How do you feel like Ah. things are going to shift for you um, after October? Oh my gosh. So that's such a funny question Um, because it's something that I'm every day like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's 
part of that humility again of like, how do I yeah. do this? Um, so right now, what I'm doing to kind of prepare is I've been working really hard on my mentorship program because ultimately one of my goals is to be able to stay home the majority of the time with Zane and I don't want to put him in daycare. So with that being said, um, I'm working really hard on making sure that my mentorship is super impactful and something that people are seeing amazing results from within growing their confidence and their empowerment. So right now, that's kind of how I'm prepping on the business side of things. Um, and then otherwise, within the home, I'm throwing out so much stuff. <laughs> it's crazy when you get pregnant and when other life changes happen, how insignificant material mm-hmm. things become to you. So um, those are a couple of the things that I'm doing. I mean, obviously adjusting finances and and planning for that. And then um, my husband and I have actually started working a lot on our relationship as well to make sure that we are in the alignment together with how we want to raise a baby and a kid and and raise our family. So that's been really fun. And I'm so excited for you guys. You're going to be literally the best parents ever. I can't wait to watch it. Um, just really briefly, how do you maintain a healthy relationship with your husband with so much going on? Oh my gosh. So first of all, he is the funniest He's hilarious. So that really helps me. Like he, I'm extremely serious sometimes and he just breaks the ice constantly and it's fantastic. Like we're such a good duo in that way. <laughs> um, but we always, since nursing school and, and that's kind of when I started to make the shift to get really super busy, we've always planned out dates and time to just spend with each other no matter what, where we put the phones away and we literally just spend time talking. We ask each other every single day very simple questions like, what did you do at work today? And we're, we stay really invested in each other's lives. And I think that becomes um, like routine and really, really important, especially when you have so many things going on. It's so easy to be passive and just say like, oh, this is the person I lay my head down with at night. But taking that time to listen and to learn about your partner every day has really helped us both grow um, into you know, the people that we are and, and into the married couple that we are. And now. you guys are a perfect example of like, you're growing your careers and your businesses and your lives sort of parallel. It's not separate. It's like you have your both your, your careers and your separate lives, but you like come together in a way that makes your separate careers sort of align and work towards one main that's purpose. And I think that's really important because a lot of people compartmentalize everything in career and relationships and they separate it all, but really it comes together and it merges together. So just to um, conclude and sort of plug yourself a little bit, tell us about your mentorship program. Tell us what you offer and how you can be here to support the nurses listening. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple different ways. Um, (laughs) first thing is that right now, and it really depends on when you're listening to this, I am working on discovery calls until June 16th for a mentorship that I'm putting on for new grad nurses who literally just graduated and already have started their first job. Um, So discovery calls are basically a call for us to hop on to determine whether or not mentorship is something that actually helps you uh, or actually will help you in the future. And 
the mentorship is over the summer. So it's a month of June, July, um, August. It'll end in the middle of September. And I'm really, really excited about it because it's 90 days filled with one-on-one calls, with group calls, with personal development books, um, and the Empower 90. So we're really going to be diving deep into those things that make you feel disempowered and how we can work on them, whether that's balancing your life or building your confidence in certain areas, uh, building your relationships or your support systems. So that's my main project for right now. And the plan is to have these mentorships three times a year. Um, for 90 days each. So the next one will be launching in the fall. And you'll be hearing a ton more about that probably in November um, after baby Zane is here. <laughs> and then if you're listening to this recording after the discovery calls have already happened, um, you can know that I always have the Empower 90 journals up for sale on the empowerednurse.org. It is my shop and you can check that out. Honestly, the Empower 90 Journal is something that has changed my life. I started doing this in nursing school. I had no idea that it would turn into uh, a journal planner for nurses and nursing students that could help them. Um, But I'm constantly working with people on that. And then I have nurse meetups all over the country that, again, will probably start back up in the fall. And I have the Empowered Nurse Podcast, the Empowered Nurse Newsletter, and you can always find me at Lacey Megan on Instagram. I usually post daily content on my stories and my feed. Oh my gosh. You are just so incredible. I'm just mind blown just thinking about all of the phone calls that we had even less than six months ago when you were starting this thing and launching this thing and just all the different categories and moving pieces in like tools that you have out there now. Incredible. I'm just speechless and I'm so amazed by you. And I'm just so grateful that I have you in my life as just a friend, a supporter, and just someone that I can look up to and just be motivated and inspired by. I just thank you so much for being on this podcast. And honestly, Lacey, what you're doing is you are living in your purpose and you are listening to what other nurses need, and you are giving your life and dedicating your life to helping other people. And there's so much power behind that. And I'm just so blessed to have somebody like you in my life. Oh my gosh, Cody, (laughs) I appreciate you so much. I mean, there's definitely a reason why our paths aligned and why they crossed. And I think that we're going to find we'll be friends for a really long time. We have we have a pretty consistent vision of how we want to live our lives. And I think that's pretty awesome. So thank you so much for having me. I truly do appreciate it. And if it. nothing else, I know that they'll get a ton from this podcast. But if you're not a nurse and you've listened to this whole thing and you got nothing else out of it, reach out to people on Instagram and befriend them. Because that is how Lacey and I make yes. a lot of our <laughs> friends and relationships. And she travels all over the country yep. now and does these meetups with people she meets on Instagram. So the power of social media right there. We are in the middle of my first launch for the Get Fit Babe eight-week guide. And I first want to say thank you so much for everybody who has shared, supported, and just poured into me during the last few months of creating this eight-week fitness plan. 
We are getting started on Monday, so I'm really excited about the group of girls that have already committed and registered for their plan. If you want more details on it, I have linked in the description of this podcast the informational page for the Get Fit Babe Guide, and you can also check out my Instagram. I have a whole highlight explaining in great detail what the guide consists of and what results you can expect to get in the next eight weeks. I'm really, really excited to be working one-on-one with these girls. We're going to have mentorship calls. We're going to create custom nutrition plans. We're going to really help them burn fat, gain muscle, and get fit.